the music podcast where i get my friends and loved ones to listen to progressive rock music and they in turn get me to listen to whatever they want to and today we have a great guest of kirsty uh she and i go back quite a bit we met through dancing uh, of all places so i'm really excited for you to uh get a little bit more of how we met and uh our um uh, the music that we have to share with one another. I got her to listen to Gaspacho, and she got me to listen to a really interesting band by the Milk Carton Kids. Uh, I had never heard of these guys before, so it was really fun to dive in and find out what these guys were all about. Uh, as always, I want to extend a huge thank you to Olena Alinsky for designing the show's graphic, as well as Explosive Ear Candy for their song All Together Now, which is the the soundtrack to this here podcast. So, without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode. Come along. And now we're live. <laughs> So, uh, welcome, and thank you so much for agreeing to be on our little podcast today. Oh, thanks for asking me. I'm excited to hear more about this uh, thing I've heard so much from you about over the years. Yeah. Um, so, do you want to introduce yourself, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and how you know me? Yeah. Um, so, my name's Christy. I uh, am a postdoctoral researcher in medieval history. I met Michael when we were both living in Toronto. I was there for grad school. Um, he was there for life reasons yeah and, work. Uh, work 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 um and we met through contra dancing mm-hmm. have you talked about contra dancing on this podcast before i don't think i ever have this is like a huge hole in my life that i don't think i've ever let the listener know about because okay i think you're also the first person from that group of friends that i have on here all right shall we talk a bit about what contra dancing? let's talk a little bit about contra dancing see the way that i always introduce contra to anybody that i'm talking to is it is not the video game from the 80s and 90s because a lot of people are like oh i love that video game i'm like well it's not the video game um if you picture a cowboy with the belt buckle the boots and the hat and then you picture jane austen coming in and falcon punching him right in the gut that's the grounding for contra dancing for me <laughs> But I always tell people. That's not the way I introduce. <laughs> so how would you introduce people to this? Um, I asked if they know what square dancing is. Okay. Because uh, many people in North America had to do square dancing in school. Um, they stopped that the year before. I would have done it because the year ahead of me was obnoxious and threw cupcakes at the oh. teachers. Um, so there was no more square dancing in school uh, when I was there. But um, I, I, so I say it's, it's sort of like a cousin of square dancing or I say it's what happened. It's a form of, of uh, social dancing that grew out of um, what happened to English country dancing mm-hmm. on the uh, North American Eastern seaboard. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, was it Boston that it kind of grew out of? Boston, New England? New England kind of area. New England yeah. area. Yeah, so it's like, I always figure it's the marriage between the English country dance, mm-hmm. uh, and that's where the Jane Austen flair yeah. comes in, um, blended with the square dancing and line dancing of the Americas. Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah. Um, and I often also stress when I'm trying to get people to come to dancing with me, which they seem so resistant to doing. Yeah. Um, that I don't know if you have this experience. I have. Uh, <laughs> um, that there's always live music. Yes. Yeah. And that was always kind of one of my selling features about it is the live music aspect to it. Because when I, especially people of my generation and our generation, whenever you say dancing, the first thing that comes to their mind is like clubs or things like that. Uh, and dark I mean, stuff, flashing lights. Yeah, music. like mob raves and mm. oops, 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 oops. Yeah. Um, and I know when my friend Simon, or I guess our mutual friend Simon, when he was trying to get me to come out, he's a little bit older than us. So I think he's a Gen X. Um, I will not uh, make guesses about that. <laughs> well, but I, I know, do know he just got vaccinated. <laughs> yes, I know he just got vaccinated. So that should tell you something about his age. Uh, beautiful, wonderful man. Um, but he was trying so hard to get me into coming out. Uh, and I'm like, oh, I just, whenever I hear dances, my mind goes back to like my middle school and high school dances that I always Which found. I tried to avoid. Same. Yeah. Like I, I went to, we had patroller dances when I was in elementary school and high school dances and they were fine, but they were always so awkward for me. Like I could, I just, I tensed up and I'm like, eh, I don't, I don't like it. Um, but he's like, nah, come on out. There's live music. Like there's literal live performers there and it will be a good time. Um, and so it wasn't him. It was a girl that I was kind of seeing at the time. That's like, oh, maybe we should go. I'm like, yep, 100%. I am there. <laughs> um, and but you stayed and she did it. That's right. Yeah. Cause she, I, I don't know how many times she went before I was there. Um, I don't even remember who this was. <laughs> yeah, so we went, uh, I went with her one full time uh, and it, I had a blast. Like it was definitely the Jasmine and Aladdin like carpet ride of a whole new world for me. Um, I was hooked and then th- we had a falling out. It didn't work and she just kind of left and never came back. But like I was continuously there because I remember that evening when it didn't work out between the two of us and it was the night of the dance and I'm like well I can either sit in my apartment and like watch Enchanted for the 15th time with a tub of ice cream or I can go out and be social and move around and honestly I still think that's one of the best decisions because I had a blast yeah 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 that was it was a similar thing that actually got me doing dancing really well no let's not tell you I started dancing when I did a year abroad in England Uh um and I, I started doing like English folk dancing and then I came back and looked for something that had similar sort of energy and controls that I found. Um, but similar, I was, I was like after a breakup and there was a, there were a lot of nights where I was like, I can sit in my room and be sad or I can like put on a pretty dress and go and see people. Yeah. And like, I'm going to get at least one hug and I'm going to move my body. I'm going to hear the music, you know, yeah. it, it was, it was the, the main thing that wasn't school that I was doing all the way through grad mm-hmm. school. And I, I really credit it as being like the thing that kept me sane. Yeah. That and my roommate and my family. <laughs> yeah. Cause it, it's so therapeutic. You know, I didn't realize how therapeutic just moving your body could be mm-hmm. to in the, in the, in the timing of music. Um, I know for me, it also made me aware of how comfortable I am wearing a skirt. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, re- I remember watching you get more and more comfortable with that. And that was yeah. such a delight. Yeah. Like now I'm very tempted just to wear it in my day-to-day life. And like well, when I was living, yeah. when I was living in Toronto, I would moving up to North Bay. Nope. <laughs> we were talking about that before. Yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not. I mean, I'm, if I'm but sitting out, if, if I'm sitting at home or in my backyard or whatnot, I am 100% doing that. Skirts um, are great, dude. Because <laughs> it is it is so comfortable. Like I used to like sweat so much when I'm wearing pants or or even shorts, and a nice light skirt. Oh, it, it's it's a whole new world. I don't know why guys aren't doing it more. So I don't know why. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, so on that note. <laughs> On that note, do we want to uh, introduce the albums that we have prepared for one another? Sure. What do you got for me? Okay. Um, So uh, with the thesis of this show being introducing progressive rock and prog, um, I didn't know how familiar you were of the genre. Not. Okay. That's what I kind of figured. So I don't want to throw you something crazy because I, I still want to make sure that you're enjoying yourself and having a good time. <laughs> Even if I might be challenging your, your listening habits just slightly. Um, like I don't, I don't want to challenge it to such an extent that you turn off entirely. So I was trying to think of something um, a little bit more accessible while still having the heart of progressive rock kind of be the foundation for this so i decided on a uk i think they're no i don't want to say that they're uk uh they are i'm going to make sure i get this right i can edit this right (laughs) that's how this is done um they're a band called gazpacho as in like soup yeah as in the soup okay and i really should know where they're from Spatula. Norway is where they're from. That's very much not the UK. That is not the UK. No, they were discovered by a UK band, and that's why I, I thought. Uh, and they a lot of their live albums are in the UK and Britain and all that. Um, they, um, they're being touted, and when they started off, they were said that they were a little bit of like a mix between like Radiohead and Coldplay while still maintaining this um, progressive aspect. So they would write songs that were into the 10, sometimes 20 minute mark with longer compositions of music and larger concepts being tackled. So that's the band that I'm giving to you. And I'm giving to you my favorite album from them, uh, which is an album called TikTok. And I don't want to give too much away about TikTok, but I will say that it is a concept album and it does tell a little bit of a story. Cool. So that is that is the album and the band that I'm going to give to you. Well, for you, I've got um, a band called Milk Carton Kids. Milk whom, Carton Kids? Milk Carton Kids. Okay, Milk Carton Kids. For whom I have a soft spot. Okay. Tell me about um, it. Because, so I was introduced to this band in a way that I'm not usually introduced to music, which was through another person inviting me to a concert. Oh. Um, 
but it was a, a guy I met at a university swing dance. It was like a maybe a date that wasn't kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, that went utterly nowhere. But I really like this band. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I think okay. of it as like a souvenir. Um, yeah, yeah. From what was a perfectly lovely evening um, that uh, did not develop into a friendship or anything else. Uh-huh. Um, guys with guitars are not normally my thing. Yeah. These ones made me rethink that. Ooh, okay. Um, yeah, and you know what? Maybe I won't tell you any more than that. Okay, okay. So what what album do you have in store for me then? Your first album, which is a short one. So we may be kind of mismatched in time here. Um, that's okay, because I know TikTok is kind of short. It's, well, let's see. How long is it? Well, it's 50 minutes. Okay. I think this one's closer to like 35, 40. Okay. It's not, is not it... um, It's called Prologue. Prologue. Because I saw that there are two in, two released in 2011. So this would be the Prologue. Okay. 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 I will. Uh, what would you say is the, I, I don't think guy with a guitar is necessarily a genre. It's a very good descriptor. <laughs> um, what would you say is the genre of this music? Like broad brush um americana is what they're often um okay okay i can get on board with um, that. i was i was invited to this in a folky context okay um so yeah. okay i can get on that i'm i'm pretty pretty excited about americana uh i mean i did i love taylor swift and she's the closest thing that i have for the uh what is it the americana golden girl she was <laughs> labeled as for the longest time so i think that's a pretty good intro for me Perfect. Okay. Well, I will go and listen to Prologue uh, and you can enjoy the the sweet sounds of TikTok. I will do so. See you in a bit. (laughs) All right. I'll see you in a bit. that Kirsty and I go into our own music silos to experience one another's music. I'm really excited to hear, uh, or I guess I'm very excited for you to hear uh, what Kirsty and I thought of each other's music. And I just want to take some time just to thank some of my uh, patrons. And first up, I want to give a huge thank you to Mark R for uh, donating. He's my most recent patron. So thank you very much, Mark, uh, as well as uh, let's go for battery acid. I haven't really thanked battery acid quite enough here. Uh, He's been a a supporter of mine for a couple of years now, uh, and I'm really excited to actually dive in and uh, give him his Patreon, um, uh, his Patreon uh, video. Wow, words, I can do it. Uh, He donated enough to get a review for me, uh, so I'm really excited to dive in. He is going to be listening to The Fountain Beyond the Sunrise from, I believe it's Kyrie uh, Ellison. Uh, It's a new one for me. 
and I've listened to it a couple of times. Really digging it. Really, really digging it. So if you want to be cool like Battery Acid as well as Mark, head on over to my Patreon. It is Patreon slash Notes Reviews. Uh, also, keep in mind that I have set up a YouTube channel for this. Unfortunately, you won't be able to find this one on YouTube. This is a... Um, podcast exclusive, uh, which is kind of fun. So you won't be able to find that one on YouTube, but you should be able to find my last handful as well as some archived ones. Uh, those will be going up throughout the week. So go and subscribe there. Uh, you'll be actually able to see some of these guests that you've only been able to hear before now. So that's pretty cool. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter at quag. Prog Quo, because it's fun to say, uh, as well as on Instagram, which is Quid Prog Quo. Uh, you can follow me there. That's where I put uh, kind of notifications about episodes and all those kind of fun things as well. Uh, and if you can't get enough of me, also follow me on my other YouTube channels. I've got notes on TT. RPG, which stands for Tabletop Role-Playing Games, uh, where I talk about my favorite role-playing games and how I modify them to fit my needs, uh, as well as my usual notes reviews. Uh, that's where you can find most of my stuff. So without further ado, let's dive back into this episode proper where Kirsty gets to listen to Gaspacho and I get to listen to the Milk Carton Kids. So how was that? How did it go? You chose well. Good job. <laughs> Excellent. I'm glad. Pat on back. So yeah, yeah. No. yeah tell me about it. No, that was, was really neat. It was a really like immersive sound experience. Mm -hmm. um, I I can really imagine what this would be like in concert. Like you mm -hmm. know, dark dark space. Like people all around. This would be a very all encompassing kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, which I can see the appeal of. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. did you get a sense of like the story between any of these tracks nope <laughs> i had a, a very strong sense of forward motion i felt like we were going somewhere i mm -hmm. um ironically i got kind of obsessed with a, Nor a norwegian production of an opera earlier this week oh. like a monteverdi opera but it was reminding me of that sort of like operatic like we are going places right okay okay places. okay i mean you're not wrong in that sense the whole concept of I, I guess most of the tracks here, uh, it starts off with uh, an individual that is attempting uh, a flight over, I believe it's the Sahara Desert. I got that there was a plane. Yes, and that it, it had crashed. And the, the rest of the album is the walk out of the Sahara and all the weird things that happens to an individual when they are exhausted, dehydrated, and essentially at the end of their wits. Okay, this explains some things that I heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, essentially. Um, so I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Was there anything like in particular that really stood out for you? Um, let me see, I was taking a few notes. Um, I really liked the at the end of the walk part one, there mm -hmm. were these like chattering voices in the background. Yeah. They, they weren't like scary voices. It was just like, like you were in a public place and like, 
that's a sound I haven't heard in a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong on that sense. Yeah. Um, so that was that was just really pleasant to have that sort of that kind of almost background noise to the music. Yeah, um, yeah. In a way that like that probably wouldn't have hit me the same way two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. 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 Um, I really like the chant in TikTok part one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you can tell I'm a medievalist. Do you yeah. like a bit of that? I um had had a strong positive reaction to the lead singer's voice when that mm-hmm. when it started. I was like, ooh, yeah, I like the I like this the way he sounds. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, lyrics are never something I get on the first listen. Same. I'm I'm the same way. Yeah. Yeah. It um, usually takes me. Either if it's the first time I'm listening to it, I need to have the lyrics in front of me. Um, And even after, like, I could spend years and years and years and not retain a single lyric. Like, I'll retain the the cadence and how it sounds, but never actually, like, the actual words. Hmm, That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I tend to get drawn to music that has strong lyrics. Like, I, I, I like poetry set to music, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, like I struggled for years with Leonard Cohen, like trying to like his voice because I like his words so much. Right. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Um, here there was there was only one little snippet of of lyrics stood out to me, which was um, the line: "Doesn't anyone have their own? Doesn't anyone have everyone have their own walk to walk?" Yeah, that's which my gets same. A bit. That's like, my favorite. I mean that, and I mean he repeats it uh, a number of times. Which um, helps with retention. Which, which does help with retention, yes. Uh, and it is also kind of the focal point of the whole walk suite. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of the whole aspect of it is like, well, everybody has their own walk to walk and their own style of walking it. And it's a really great summarization of like live and let live kind of mm-hmm. in that sense. Yeah. yeah. Survival on the gridland is over soon Doesn't everyone have their own walk? Doesn't everyone have their own walk to walk? Doesn't everyone have their own walk? Yeah, I, I really like that. It's, it's interesting like how you can have the, the lyrics just sort of blending into the, the texture of the, the sound and then all of a sudden like the word aspect of it jumps out at you. Yeah, yeah. It kind of transcends just being another instrument and more yeah. of like a focal point. Yeah. Yeah, because I know like lyrics will do that. It's a rare case, but lyrics will do that in the same way that a lead guitar will come out and provide this crazy solo or like a drum kit will come out and do something really fantastic. Like I find lyrics need to do something really big in order for me to Mm. draw my attention to them. Um, I mean, using the Leonard Cohen as an example, his one lyric, uh, there's a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. Of course. course. That's his big one, right? (laughs) But, and it was dual. It's the one that he says it, like 50,000 times in that yeah. song, um, but also just how stark it is. Um, but if that if that was just like a singular lyric in a bigger, almost like opera, I wonder if it would have gotten lost in the shuffle kind of a thing. Yeah. So yeah, I'm kind of on that same wavelength of, doesn't everybody have that their own walk to walk has that same kind of power about it. Mm. Yeah, I hadn't thought about words 
and being a thing that you could you could do a solo with but that's that's neat yeah i'm uh, thinking about that like that, there's there's like quality of writing that can, you could be like middling 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 okay now we're gonna do the solo like this mm-hmm, is my this mm-hmm. is my impressive piece yeah yeah there's there's a track from genesis called firth the fifth that also does that and it's the last lyric of that song which is the sands of time are eroded by the waters of constant change mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, like I'm not like I I enjoy and I appreciate poetry, but I wouldn't consider myself a poetic guy. And I'm like, oh, that's tasty. <laughs> like, oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I I know I love the walk part one and two. I also love TikTok part one of two. Mm-hmm. Uh, part three, I can kind of take yeah. or leave. I was always kind of lukewarm about that, but I think my favorite part is the big moment in TikTok part two that has this kind of piano work that it's very airy. It's not like this big crescendo. It's just very, like the song almost hits a a slow motion Mm -hmm. and allows everything to kind of build up around it. but they like we didn't always see these things again mm-hmm. yeah it was kind of like a one and done yeah. kind of an idea yeah yeah I always wondered if that was part of like the concept of like seeing all these different m- mirages and... well yeah when you said that I was like oh okay I, I see why it was why it was working this way yeah yeah and in a lot of ways this is a sister album to their uh the album that came out previous to this called night Mm-hmm. which is an album all about that in-between stage of being awake and being asleep during that right. try, like you're trying to drift off to sleep and dreams and all that. And I feel like this is tackling that same kind of idea of like that in-between awake and asleep, but less as a drifting off into uh, like twilight and your dreamscape and more drifting off into either like insanity or mm-hmm. this maelstrom of yeah craziness um it's interesting because i didn't really get a crazy vibe out of it i i it felt powerful but it 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 was really like embracing okay um, yeah studying it it, i i I mean i think it had something to do with the um particular chords they were using Mm -hmm. um the music theory days are a long day long maybe um but yeah like it didn't feel like a dangerous place we were walking through it just felt a little weird yeah like it for me it always kind of dealt with that in-between place of reality and uh hallucination maybe Mm. um and at no point was it ever really a threat but like danger was always like almost implied uh not expressed Mm. like yeah it's like it it gets you feeling alert yeah but not on edge necessarily that's a good way to put it yeah that's a very good way to put it yeah um and then i think the last track of winter is never is almost a foil to that first track of um desert flight desert flight thank you um 
I feel like these two are very similar, but like opposite opposite sides of the same coin. Because hmm. I feel like Desert Flight is a very big bombastic, like it's the most driven track of it. And Winter is Never is a very somber, slow, leaving off kind of a track. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still feel like they still have the same kind of energy behind them a little bit. Yeah, but they felt like we were wrapping things up. I, I, again, mm-hmm. this is a thing that I, I'd want to listen to it again to, to think about how those those parts played together. Yeah. yeah. Now that I have a sense of what the, the, the shape of the hole is, vaguely. Yeah, yeah exactly. It does sound like the sort of thing that would, that would because the sounds are so layered, like it would really uh, reward multiple listenings. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that I love about progressive rock is like the layering of music and um how one layer will actually affect and blend into another one Mm -hmm. uh because that was one thing that i really appreciate at the climax of tiktok is how the keyboards are essentially weaving themselves around the notes from the guitars so where the guitars are kind of leaving a note unplayed the piano is picking those up Mm. I kind of like vice versa. And so it sounds like it's one string of an instrument, but really it's these two that are kind of dancing between the two of them. Yeah. 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 I'd be just to know what the, like when they play this as a group, what the dynamics are on stage. Yeah. I think they've, they've done this a number of times. Uh, I have two of their live recordings mm-hmm. uh, and each, I believe each one has a couple of tracks off of this album uh, and it, they do it really, really well. Like they are what the musicians say very tight when they play it live. <laughs> um, and it's very, it's very satisfying because there's a lot going on. And so they kind of need to be on their A game in order to bring about a lot of these overlays and textures. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, very cool. No, I, I'm glad you like it. Was there a track like out of all these that, uh, really stood out as being like your favorite or something? Ooh. I know I'm asking the big questions. Yeah, that's hard to say. Um, Probably the, the early parts of the walk. Okay, yeah. I think that was probably my favorite part. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Like part one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a great like grounding part. Like it's very, it sets the stage. It's very grounding. Uh, I also find it's very hypnotic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, I'm glad that you you liked it, uh, and you already said uh, that you would return to it. I might, I might. <laughs> <laughs> I always ask that. I always like to ask. You know, people say, "Oh yeah, I enjoyed it." Would you return to it? No. <laughs> like okay, well, I, I know kind of in and around where the enjoyment factor is then of this. <laughs> what what I might do though is listen to one of their other albums. Okay, okay. I would, that is what I'd be more likely to do is listen to another one. If I really mm, like that and I spot something else to look out for that I like, I would then go back to this one because I'd have a better sense of what they're doing. Does that right. make sense? That makes sense. Yeah. I would recommend checking out the album that uh, precedes this, which is uh, Night. Mm-hmm. Um, do be warned that it opens up with a very elongated track. Uh, it's okay. like almost 17 minutes. Um, and I, you I was listening to opera. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, so I know we like long tracks and long stretches of music, but I always have to put that out because that particular track, I feel it, it does feel its length. Uh, I love it, but it does, it does feel its length. So yeah, I would, I would recommend going to that one because it also has my, 
my favorite music from the band. So, uh, okay, interesting. Yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, I might do that. Okay, cool. Uh, well, I'm glad that you liked TikTok. Uh, and I had the pleasure to listen to uh, the Milk Carton Kids with Prologue. Um, and with most of the albums that I've listened to on this, uh, this podcast of mine, uh, I still found myself enjoying this one. Um, there wasn't quite as many um, memorable moments on this. It's, it's very, um, I say, like a late evening or like yeah. a Sunday afternoon kind yeah. of an album. Um, I love how subdued and mellow it is. Like it's not bombastic in the slightest. It's... Um, it's subtle <laughs> it's very subtle it is and it also very minimal because there's just yeah. i believe there's just the two guitars it's two guys two guitars that's it yeah, yeah. And, and close close harmonies very close harmonies yeah so uh, for the longest time i honestly thought it was just one guy that yeah. had recorded himself maybe twice uh but upon closer inspection i'm like oh no this is actually two guys um, I also love how sometimes the guitar follows the same style of playing as like a banjo would. Yeah. Which I, I really appreciate. I love a good banjo. Um, I know a lot of people don't. A lot but... of people don't, but yeah, they're, they're... As we know from Conjure, there's a time and a place for a good banjo. <laughs> there, there is a time and a place for a good banjo. Uh, so I really appreciated that style of playing because it's a style of playing that does take quite a bit of, uh, you know, technical prowess. Uh, in order to pull off properly mm -hmm. um, and yeah I the only the only real track that I found myself grooving to like I groove to all of these but like the mm -hmm. one that made me kind of pull my attention to the track itself was New York ah yes this is I, the one that they have to play at every single concert oh is it okay yes. okay okay <laughs> so I feel I feel pretty validated about my choice now um yeah, I, I love the harmonies. I loved the interplay of notes. Uh, I mean, it follows a very tried and true method of switching from minor to positive or mm -hmm. minor to major, major. To, uh, and playing with those a little bit to create a really nice tension to then get resolve. Um, yeah, I, I really found myself enjoying that track. I'll be in New York Send for me when you want more I'll be in New York Without you like before I'm never lonely Off making trails Passed on the only Woman dressed in veil Oh, it's you, my love It's you, yeah, That was That was the only one that made me bring my attention to it. Uh, the other ones were still really, really good. And I still really found myself enjoying them uh, and feeling myself being swept away by their music. But that was, that was about it mm -hmm. in that sense. Like it was still like, I still enjoyed it. I still love my time, uh, but there is no real moment where I always say, you know, close my eyes and really get swept away by the music. And this is, then telling you something about the way that I tend to listen to music, which is mm -hmm. I very rarely like do what I did just now with this album and <clears throat> sit down and listen to, to a track and like focus all of my attention on it. Mm -hmm. I'm much more likely to listen to music while I'm writing, while yeah. I'm reading, while I'm thinking. So something really bombastic is gonna like get me out of the zone. 
I see what you mean. And in that case, this is a perfect album for you then. Yeah. 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 yeah Cause I could go for it. Oh, it is. I have to be used enough to the, to the music that I'm not going to, um, you know, get distracted by the lyrics or whatever. But mm-hmm. like once I, once I have it kind of in my head already, then this is the kind of sound that I'd like to have. Right. Yeah. And I remember reading uh, a number of research papers that actually said that the best music to study or work to is video game music because it's oh yeah it's programmed specifically to keep you on a task while still being engaged with it i i get a lot of mileage out of soundtracks movie soundtracks too yeah. especially like you know documentary soundtracks interesting um because Although, same sort of thing yeah yeah that makes sense because like whenever i'm in the need to be in the zone i'll listen to nature documentary soundtracks mm-hmm. Uh, specifically like the blue planet two or yeah. planet earth yeah um i mean i'll just listen to david attenborough and get <laughs> swept away <laughs> it does have the same sort of effect but it does have um, the same sort of effect yeah well, uh, and, and you know if you if you have a deadline coming up then you know maybe a movie with a bit more um a action bit more. in it like, like yeah i'll just put uh, the uh, urgency <laughs> yeah i'll put the uh the drowning sound effects from sonic the hedgehog 2 where it's like dun 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 um that sound still haunts my sleep but i can i can definitely see how this album would get you into a really good flow of work yeah, because it, it lends like itself very a, well to that. Not a thing musicians want to hear? I guess so. I guess, yeah, I don't think a, a musician really wants to hear, oh, this is a great album to kind of ignore. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, see, I don't think it's really ignoring. Like, I, I love seeing these guys in concert, too. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I like focusing all of my attention on them, but they get me in a really, like, comfortable place. Yeah. It's a, it's a nice sort of place to come home to in my head. I can see that. Yeah. Um, so I know I've, I've already mentioned a song that I love and I guess as a fan favorite, is there a track on here that you really, really enjoy? I like, um, yeah, New York is, is obviously, um, has a lot going for it. Mm-hmm. I really like Undress the World. It's silly. It's funny. <laughs> Witness what I listen, there's a world here you're missing to behold. A fiery night under the skies to warm your heart and hide away the cold. Venture out a little further. I like also the first track of Michigan. And I think mainly because it's the longest track, so it allowed me a lot of time to get into it. Um, before that's interesting do you find short tracks off-putting I wouldn't necessarily say off-putting I would say harder to get into because by the Mm. time I'm in the track the track ends for me so maybe I wouldn't use as strong as a word as jarring Mm -hmm. but like as I'm getting into it and like really starting to get my teeth into it I find shorter tracks anything less than about three and a half minutes by that point, that's when I'm starting to get really engaged with it. Yeah. I'm getting used to the track, uh, especially on my first listen, because, you know, it takes a little bit of time for me to get into something. Um, by that point, when I'm invested and I'm good to go, the track sometimes stops. 
now this is where a lot of people will tell me, oh, well, you just listen to the track again. Yeah. I'm like, you have a point for sure. But like upon first listen, yeah, I find shorter tracks a little bit. And again, I wouldn't use as strong as a word as off-putting, but just harder to get into. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And, and yeah, that's another thing where I do tend to, when I'm writing, listen to the same song, one or two songs on loop mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. or put put the whole album on loop or something just because it's, it's, I hadn't really thought about this, but yeah, it is kind of like a room in my head is the space that I'm in and yeah. switching to something else, looking for something else is, is distracting. Yeah, because uh, there's one of my favorite quotes, which is like, art is to decorate the space, but like music is to decorate the time. So <laughs> in that sense, you know, music really does decorate that headspace that you find yourselves in. I think um, that's something that both artists and musicians would hate to hear, but, but yeah, no, I, like, I, I see what that means. And that's, that's a cool way to think about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I say a lot of things that, you know, people are like, oh, why is he saying that? that no. <laughs> oh boy yeah Um, you know i'm just trying to isolate as many people as possible (laughs) (laughs) i am having regrets like the minute you you like i started listening to this i was like oh shoot i should have gone for my second choice um which was a concept album (laughs) no i still love this i still really enjoy my time and this would be something that i would put on when i'm looking for you know because i listen to so much big and grand mm-hmm. statements for music that I mean this one is of the a very different kind of statement it is it is and one of the main reasons why I love artists like Taylor Swift and like Carly Rae Jepsen and like Ava Max is because they are so different mm-hmm. than what I usually listen to I do need something that is so different when I'm craving something like this mm-hmm. so yeah. this is like that perfect kind of it scratches that itch for me well, if this was their first album. They have others in this vein. They, they at a certain point, they started getting a bigger backing backing band. So you do get okay. them playing with, with more than just, just the guitars mm-hmm. at some points. Yeah, and I think a lot of bands do that. They'll start small and then yeah. really start. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> so, yeah. I was kind of weirded out personally when they started to get the bigger band going on. So like, oh, mm. I'd, I'd gotten really into this, this very, very minimalist kind of sound. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I sort of got over that and I was like, okay, if I can listen to this on its own terms, how does it sound? I was like, oh yeah, this is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. As long as they don't come out with like a full brass band or something like that. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming on and introducing me to Mark, uh, Mark Carton kids, milk carton kids. Cause I can speak. Um, <laughs> and I'm glad you enjoyed uh, TikTok. Yeah, uh, from so Dispacho. Uh, is there anything you want to leave the listeners with? Anything you want them to know about? Well, I didn't know that question was coming. No. <laughs> <laughs> I always like to leave, you know, just in case any of you have anything that you particularly want them to know. Um, but uh, I'm not going to tell them by my forthcoming book. It's supremely niche. <laughs> well, I would love that. Aren't, aren't you published? You you have I, books I, that you can you can no. let people know about. I'm writing two books um, about the Middle Ages. Hey, I'm sure somebody on here would be fascinated about that. The tens of listeners that I have. Okay, well, the, your tens of listeners can look out within the next decade for a biography of a 14th century Dominican theologian. That's... And then perhaps a year or two after that, a slightly more popular book about um, lay Christians choosing to die or be buried wearing the habits of religious orders that they didn't belong to in life. Oh, I mean, I think that's kind of interesting. I think so too. Yeah. 
Well, I would hope so if you're dedicating, you know, a, a book to it. Um, <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on, Kirsty, uh, and getting some good vibes on here. Uh, thank you to everybody who is listening today. Uh, you can follow me on the Twitters and Instagram. I've left all that down in the description of this podcast. Uh, and I hope everybody is staying safe, staying well, and just keep sharing music, everybody. So great, we're all together.